Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Now that I've been in the game so long, it's like I have a whole nother mission. And honestly, people aren't even supposed to be in this game this long. I feel like my class is here to show that rap does not have to age out. You can be fresh, you can be good, you can be relevant, you can be influential uh, for as long as you're in it. You can't do this from a distance. You gotta be in the game to be in the game. This is dope, man. So where we at right now? We're in the cream. We are in cream in Old City, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, dope. So you have three of these locations. Yes. Two in Virginia. Yes. One in Philly. Yes. This is dope. So it's a boutique, high-end fashion mixed with street element type yeah, vibe? mixed with street wear, I would say. Yeah, for oh, sure. Okay. Push, what's up, my brother? What's up, man? I'm good, man. How you? Really good. Really good. Yeah. Glad you guys could make it. Thank you, man. Appreciate Thank you for you. the hospitality. Yeah, appreciate you opening <laughs> the doors. Yeah. I didn't even know you had a clothing store. Okay. So it's dope to come here. I see Off-White, I see Rick Owens, I see Balenciaga, Vape. Um, what inspired you to put this together and what was the steps to actually, you know, get these stores up and running? Man, um, well, I feel like the, the beginning and the, the whole inspiration um, behind Cream, it started from friendships. And um, at this particular time, I would say about... Uh, early 2000s, I had one friend who had just invested in a clothing store locally. That was Pharrell Williams. I had another friend who had opened a boutique and was, you know, basically uh, stocking it with any and everything that was hot and everybody in the city knew about it. Whether the account was legitimate or not, he found his way <laughs> to get everything that everybody wanted. And um, that was Brock. Um, so for me, uh, you know, at this time, you know, the, the math wasn't mathing for, for Pharrell at his store. And um, he didn't, you know, he just didn't, he didn't like the way the business was going. That's in Virginia? That's in Virginia. And um, Brock was, you know, uh, you know, he was basically the competitor of that store. Mm. And he was the streets for, you know, uh, me and my friends. And um, basically, 
I connected the two in brands. Um, you know, through Pharrell, we got the BBC account. And the, you know, with that came the Bape account. And it basically was the one of the first building blocks to build, grab the rest of the accounts that, you know, now we're in Philly, in Old City today, mm-hmm. with some of the brands you just named. So you just took over the existing store? What do you mean? You said Brock? Oh, yeah, yeah, Brock, yeah, Brock, Brock is my partner. Oh, so and, uh, yeah, yeah. So y'all, y'all, <laughs> and, and y'all came yeah, together. Yeah, we just came together. And um, with that, like I said, we just um, began to just, you know, tag team. Tag team and, 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 and put our resources together, our relationships. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, have the best store in the area. Yeah, so talk, talk about the, the role that fashion played in you and how hip-hop kind of dictated your, your, your dreams in fashion, right? Yeah, you know, you know, hip-hop, um, I, I, I never even called it fashion. You know, it wasn't fashion to me. It was like, it was just part of, it was part of hip-hop culture. And it was, it was, it was you know, waking up and, you know, seeing that magazine and seeing, you know, oh man, Nas had on this type of leather, I need that. You know, Raekwon had on this type of hoodie, I need that. Rakim had on this type of jean outfit or that type of sneaker. Um, it wasn't until I got into the music game until I realized, like, wait a minute, this is like, this is, this is more than just stepping outside and being fresh and competing with your homeboys <laughs> on who could get the shoe first or the shirt first or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, the music industry uh, really brought together um, the business of it and, and letting you know your influence and how your influence sort of, you know, ran what was hot. Yeah. So you, you said Pharrell didn't like the business of it. But there must have been something that you saw inside of it, right? So oh. when, when you got into the space, what were the things that you saw? Like, I can make an improvement. I can do this. I have the time for that. Well, yeah, I just think he just wasn't in... Uh, I just don't think he liked his business partners and how they ran business. Okay. For me, it was a... Um, I was watching a friend of mine basically build a business based off his taste. And it, that was something that I always respected. I always respected Brock's taste. You know, he, he's, he's always been very, uh, before Twitter, before IG, it was always about, um, before hype beast culture, it was just like, man, what's hot? That's hot. And however we, however we uh, would run across it. Uh, I was telling you guys earlier, man, I think I was learning to dress off of your TV raps at times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he would be a person that I could be like, yo, um, you seen these new sweat sweatsuits, and I don't even know what they called. And you know, we could go back and forth, and um, we just had that 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 passion and that um, that that willingness to to want to know and explore and find. And you know, with that with that passion, I feel like that birth like the the standard for the stores. So. We talked off camera and you were talking about like different accounts, right? Because they see, like, it's almost like this is like a Neiman Marcus type of right. quality that you have and for the entrepreneurs that's coming up. People don't really think about that. They open a store, they're like, all right, I'm just going to get everything. <laughs> like, it doesn't really work. You just can't go to Soho and just get garments of off white right. and all these different things. So, talk about that as far as establishing their relationships and getting the corporate accounts so you can actually have these high end brands in your store. Yeah, you know, um, it's, a, it's a very political process. Um, you know, people don't understand that, um, 
you know, a lot of times we've been told no. You know, Brock, Brock may um, go to the trade shows or go to the, um, you know, where all the brands are, go, go speak, go speak to them. And they tell him no four times. And he'd be like, yo, I think I need you to walk in here with me, <laughs> you know. And, um, you know, and even then, I, you know, I, that, that's not a guarantee. That's not a guarantee. Some brands don't want to be next to other brands. Brand A may think they're better than brand B and they don't need to be in the same store as. Mm -hmm. These are all the, the politics of, of the game. You also have uh, competition with stores. Brand A may have a relationship with a store in the area. And, um, you know, regardless of how much money you have or um, what it is, they're not gonna break that relationship on a new store um, that they really don't know about that relationship. Um, you have to, you know, you have to show and prove. Sometimes you gotta tough it out, you gotta wait your turn. There is no just um, walking in with your influence or your money and saying, I wanna buy that, and it's just that. It doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. Is it a thing where they give you a certain amount, see how you do, and then they front you some more? No. Um, oh, that's, that's another part of the politics too. Brand A may, may, brand A may sell you their, their products. And you, you know, brand A may have the hottest sneaker on the market, so you're like, yeah, we, we got the sneaker. They may also give you $30,000 worth of trash tees. <laughs> you know? See, see what you can do with this. So it's like, you know, oh, you, you, want, you, you, want, you want this new uh, sneaker that's gonna blow out? You, you know what? This. You gotta take this too. And you know, that may be the, the off-brand sweatpants or the Whatever, whatever product they're trying to get rid of. The new fleece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the new no logo fleece that <laughs> means nothing to absolutely nobody. So I, I, we see a lot of brands. You, you mentioned a few BBC. You started uh, the first relationship with. Uh, we see Off White. Uh, uh, see Bape. Right. Mm -hmm. The one thing I don't see, and maybe I don't know if that interests you, is you having your own brand. Because I've seen you collaborate with other brands. Yeah. Has there ever been a point in time when you thought? I'm gonna create my own line of clothing? Yeah, no, you know, I actually um, had my own line of clothing for 10 years called Play Clothes. Play Clothes, Play clothes yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, Play Clothes. And um, again, uh, Cream was one of the hubs that really, really um, made your account for us. Like, we, we, we held it down for 10 years. I personally decided to, to stop Play Clothes because it was just a changing of, of everything fashion-wise for me, music and fashion. This was right when I got into, um, right, right around the good music time for me. So I like to be a part of things that I can fully dive into myself. Mm -hmm. my, my growth, I felt like I needed a whole new rebrand, a whole new growth. And we just, um, you know, we just decided, me and my partners decided to part ways. Um, you know, it was good. But, you know, we, we had a good run. Ten years, I thought that was good. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. How do you feel about <laughs> fashion embracing hip-hop? Because early it was like the Ralph Lorenz and the Tommy Hilfigers and yes. different things of nature. But now it has evolved to the highest levels of fashion. And you see in Paris Fashion Week and Milan Fashion Week, you see hip hop artists. And that wasn't always the case. So do you think that is done 
like as a trendy thing or do you think this is real solid relationships and they really respect the culture? Well, I feel like you have to make them respect the culture. And um, for me, making them respect the culture is making it a business. You can admire me putting uh, your brand in my song, you know, and, and, you know, see me in passing and tell me, hey, I'm the, you know, Midwest rep for Brand X. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I heard your lyrics and I, I thank you. You know that doesn't do much for me. Like um, you know the the influence of hip hop is uh, so massive. It is um, it dictates everything that's hot. It dictates everything that's cool. It dictates um, you know it tells the kids it tells the kids what to buy. It tells the parents what to buy. You know it 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 it, it moves culture. So. We need to treat it like a business, and that's how you show. You know, that's how you show your your gratitude to me, from a you know from a, a brand standpoint. That's the only way to show gratitude to me. I wonder when you, when you say that, does it have to be directly to you, or could be something that's sparked by your influence? Because I'm thinking of the line when you're like, "She's calling Lava Lavin," right? And then I see Future, right? Now, right. So like. That, that could have been a direct correlation I, to the I love it. that you I had. I think, I, you know, con- congrats. Yeah. Congrats to Future on that. And yeah. I feel like, um, you know, I, I think that, that that's what I'm saying. It's not, not being personally. Right. I want to see it for whoever is in these positions. You know what I'm saying? Everybody gets their chance. Everybody gets their shot. But it's not free. Mm. It's not free. So uh, one brand that you've worked with, Adidas. Yes. Um, talk classic about, shoe. Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Very classic. Yeah. Talk about that relationship, that partnership. Um, how did it come about and where does it stand now? Man, uh, a lot of people don't know that, um, you know, I was actually the second artist at Adidas. Um, Tiana Taylor being the first one. Mm-hmm. And then I came. Um, Adidas, you know, I, I, you know, me and Adidas had a partnership. They, they basically reached out because of my Instagram at the time. They were like, man, you know, you get like crazy engagement and it's always about, you know, shoes and sneakers and so on and so forth. And um, they were just were really in tune, really in tune. That has turned into a, I told y'all I'm terrible with time. <laughs> Kevin, please tell me, how long have I been with Adidas, man? Is it 2012? Probably. Probably earlier than that. <laughs> <laughs> 2012, they start, they start the Yeezy run. Okay, I don't know. Years back. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot. Tens of years. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, you know, Adidas was um, just very tapped in. And um, the partnerships, they've, they've always been a part of the album rollouts. Um, they've been very instrumental and helpful in a lot of the social um, social activations um, that I that I've done locally at home. Um, they they've just been a really really good partner, really good partner. How do you, how do you go about that? Right, finding the right brand to partner with because I'm sure you get approached. Mm-hmm. And some things may not match, but some things may be aligned. When you present it with opportunities, what are you looking for? Um, I'm. For me, I'm, I'm looking for what is synonymous with, with myself. You know, what's synonymous with Pusha T, what's synonymous with Terrence Thornton. Um, you know, just what is synonymous? Because 
when, when you align with the brand, it's only work when you don't do it for real. Mm. When you don't live it for real, then it's work. Then it becomes work. You know, it's like, you know, it, it, it's tough. You, you, you're making it up. So it's like, what, anything that, that I do organically, it's going to be easy. And you're going to get the best of me. So as far as like, um, you said that they had did activations with you and stuff, is that something that's in the contract originally or is that just based off a relationship? Like, hey, I need you guys. Can you help out? I'm about to roll the album out when it's just kind of like a handshake type deal. Adidas ain't a handshake. <laughs> I mean, as far as, as far as like, I'm sure you, you, have, you have agreements, but yeah. then it's like other stuff that they might go. Well, they have ass. Yeah, Adidas okay. has, has ass. Sometimes it's product. Sometimes it's um, pulling up to promote uh, whatever they're going, whatever they have going on. Maybe they're, they're hosting the Olympics this year and they want an artist to perform. You know, it's, it's, it's also, it's also uh, it comes to a point where, yeah, I can just call them and ask. Like, yo, I'm, you know, I want to give away shoes to the kids. What's up? What, what we got? Nobody tells you no for things like that. Mm. Yeah. How, how, does, how does that work? Right? We, we see how athletes get their deal structured. Uh-huh. Uh, James Harden might get a 10-year deal for $250 million. How does that work when it's an artist? Are you negotiating every two years, every five years? How does it structure? Um, I usually, my manager would tell you that I usually do one-year deals because I always overperform. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's, it's usually one, two, two, you know, maybe even three-year deals depending on the money and what they're going to guarantee. So previously, sneaker contracts and sneaker relationships were only for athletes yes for the most part right yes and now we see that change where you see a lot of musicians you know working with different sneaker brands um where do you see that going in the future do you see that even more artists or do you think that it might get a little saturated after a while no i i think um i think more artists will get a shot but you will only get a shot if you display or or the brands see that you have that level of influence. And this isn't about the most record sales. Mm. This ain't about the most record sales. This is about like... Cult following. Yeah, cult following and how how strong your following is. What do those kids... What what does your concert look like? What do the kids look like in your concert? Like, I I can tell you... I can damn near sit here and tell you what every kid is going to have on in my concert. I know what they have on. I know their clothes. I know what resonates to them, like when I'm rhyming on stage and they're saying it back to me, I, I can see everything. But that person is into this. They're into the Pusha T world. And that's, you know, a multitude of things. But when it comes to fashion, it's, you know, uh, high-end streetwear, high-end luxury brands, um, making the connections and comparisons between the two stunting on whoever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's what it's about. And, they, and they, they have fun with that. Yeah. They, 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 they don't always translate. You brought up a good point. It's like some of the biggest stars in the world, like J. Cole, obviously one of the greatest rappers of all time. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's going to go platinum whenever he comes out with yes. music. But he doesn't have like a cultural connection to what he wears, right? Right. Where ASAP Rocky, I don't know how many records he's going to sell, not as much as J. Cole, but right. if he puts something out, Man, he put it it's on. Selling out the when first Rocky day. put it on. It's gone. It's gone. But that's important <laughs> for artists because sometimes you might get discouraged where you might not be commercially successful. But it doesn't mean yeah. that everybody's success is different. Like you right. can have more success in a different lane 
than somebody else who's more successful than you music. One thousand percent. And okay. Um, no, I was just I was just agreeing with you one thousand percent. And um, you know, it, it's um, artists are very much so fulfilled, even even not selling the most, but being able to see. Uh, what their influence does in the culture. That, I mean, is, 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 is super fulfilling. Yeah, I, I, that cultural impact is important. I'm glad you brought that up. because You see that, right? J Balvin puts out a Nike, mm-hmm. but Bad Bunny puts out an Adidas. Mm-hmm. And I think even from an Adidas standpoint, they wanted to have that cultural impact that your shoe had. Right. Right, because I remember yeah. not being able to get your shoe right. and, and being able to get Bad Bunny's when I wanted it. So mm-hmm. it's a different cultural impact. From a creative standpoint, is that something that you're still looking to do, put out more of a, the, the classic shoes that you've had already, or are we shying away from that? No, um, I'm, I'm actually um, uh, creating my own silhouette uh. today, like right now. So, um, you know, um, we've been teasing it. We've been teasing certain things, and uh, Fashion Week, um, you might have seen uh, uh, Thorn branded on, on Adidas. Um, you know, a couple of the publications picked it up. But, um, but yeah, I think that's the next step for me, you know, having, having my own silhouette. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So you're a renaissance, man. You Music, we just talk about fashion. Now you're talking about something completely different. So the medical field. Ah man, this is interesting. This is this is my favorite business. Let's talk sure. about it. My <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm this talking. is my favorite business, man. I'm gonna surprise. give you all. I'm gonna give you all the super, super, super ill story. So I have a friend, right? Uh, you notice all my businesses come with friendship. They, that's all. But that's important. Common yeah. theme. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, passion and friendship. It don't just work with just one of them. Yeah. So I have I have this friend, man. Me and him were like like super, super tight. And um, man, he ended up, you know, having an unfortunate, unfortunate run in with the law. And he goes to jail for a little while. And, um, you know, he, he comes out and he, like me and him, like he was such a trustworthy person before he went to jail. He was like, I missed him so much. So he comes out and, you know, I'm just like, man, you know, I'm glad you're home, but like, what's up? Like, what are we doing? And he was like, man, you know, um, I've been researching uh, medical transportation. And he was like, yo, I, you know, you know, basically we, we'd, um, we would get these vans and we would put them with wheelchair lifts and we'd go pick up, you know, people who, you know, need rides or, you know, people, who, you know, elderly, handicapped, whatever. I was like, really? I was like, you know, and, and, you know, he's my man. So he was like, yo, that's, I'm telling you, that's what I want to do. I'm like, you know, all right, cool. So we get in the car. I go buy two vans, right? And I'm just like, here, it's two vans. Let's figure it out. We'll figure out the business or whatever the case may be. Man, that business is like 25 vans strong running through the whole seven cities. Um, it's called Caring Hands Medical Transportation. Caring Hands? Caring Hands Medical Transportation. It has, like, it has helped my mother. It has helped uh, 
you know, sick cousins, family members, friends. It is, um, man, I've built so many great relationships with so many people behind this business. And, you know, I, I really like, for those who know me, like, I, I really only like very, you know, I like I like children and I like old people. I don't really like people, <laughs> right? Like, I don't get along with a lot of people of the same, right? Right. Bang, right? <laughs> Man, it is like the most, it has been the most fulfilling business I've like, you know, my man, he's, you know, he's, he's out, he's running it, you know, you know, his kids are going to college off of it. It's like, um, so y'all still partners? Oh, still to this day. Yeah. He runs like the day-to-day operation. Yeah, day-to-day. Don't miss a beat. Like we, that's, that, those are our arguments. That, our arguments is that he doesn't like take care of himself enough. <laughs> and, and you know, I have to like call him and like, you know, call his wife and say, hey, listen, you know, I know that he's running crazy, but this has nothing to do with me. This is not what I'm telling him to do. <laughs> like, you know, like, and I'll be like, bro, you gotta take care of yourself. Like, come on, like, rest. He's just that great of a guy. He's that great of a guy. But that business is amazing. Like I said, basically you 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 run you run routes all day. Your your vans run routes all day and just pick people up. You take them to methadone clinics. You take them, you know. You you may take them. You know. You have private trips. You may take somebody to the store. Usually mm-hmm. elderly people. Mm-hmm. Um, you get um, you get accounts with um, different. Um, Insurance providers, yeah, insurance providers and nursing homes and so things say nursing like that. hospitals. So it's, it, I mean, but it's um, just super fulfilling about it, knowing that it's like there is absolutely nothing bad being done in this business. Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> like it is one thousand percent for the good of just everybody in America. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a need based business. So yeah, it's interesting that you said you started off with the two vans and you got to twenty five. How was scaling? Because is it, there's certain metrics that I'm sure you yeah. have to meet, certain oh. data that you have to. How was that? Yeah, it was. You know, learning like the learning curve was crazy because you you're thinking, you know, me, like, oh, what this is going good? Buy five more, <laughs> buy six more, Throw some money, in. right? <laughs> Throwing, but then we're not like accounting for just all of the the insurance and the um, which it makes it. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, when you're doing as you're doing it so fast, you're not you're not scaling. You just, like you said, you're just throwing money at it mm-hmm. and, and and letting all those things pile up. So you sometimes you have to sit back and be like, hold on, wait a minute, let's create new goals and you know look at the money, look at the money bill, create new goals, and be like, okay, we'll stay right here for a little bit. Then we'll then we'll raise it up or kick it up or then um, not only that the the insurance providers or the um, the, the companies that, that give you some of these uh, loads or whatever, they'll be like, yo, we have a need for, um, you know, we have a need for you to go to Richmond, which is, you know, outside of your area, and we need, like, a, a lot of vans. So I'll be like, oh, okay, well, I will buy seven vans for up there, <laughs> but, like, let's, let's renegotiate, you know, like, yeah. you know, and everything that comes with that. So it's like, that's how it works better. You, you have to scale it, but you have to, like, also negotiate these numbers and these trips and, and, and your drivers and, and everything. It's, 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 it's a lot, yeah. but, again, the reward, the reward of knowing that you're helping people. So, so there's a pattern here. Yeah. We got, that's operating in Virginia. Yeah. 
two uh, cream stores in Virginia, one outside of Philly. Yes. Has scaling outside of the state of Virginia for the medical business ever come to the forefront of, of the vision board? It, it, it hasn't. It hasn't. I mean, it, you know what? There was a need, and we were reached out to, 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 to step into that uh, DMV, Northern Virginia mm-hmm. uh, area. We don't have the manpower to do it. And I'm not, you know, my partner would be greedy and go for it. But <laughs> I know it would. It, it's it, important to know. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, he, he would. Yeah. But. Right now. I just know he's overwhelmed as it is. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, and, and he's not going to say it and he's going to try it. And he's that type of hustler. Like he's like, yeah. he's going to cra- try it. The crazy thing about this is that, A, Healthcare is the biggest business in America. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that um, by far. It's not even yeah. close. And we actually got educated on this business a few years ago. We had a friend in Atlanta. We have a friend in Atlanta. Mm. That, that was, and he was, he was a guy, he was a guy, like a lot of our friends, like, you know, they're on social media. Okay. So everybody got nice cars, stuff like that. But he was interesting to me because he had like 2,000 Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. But he had a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. So instantly I'm like, hold up. What's the correlate? Like, what do you do? And he's like, yo, I do these medical supplies and I do a medical transportation. And I'm like, I never heard of that before. I thought it was just an ambulance that takes people. I didn't know it was private companies that could take people to dialysis or special needs kids to the situations. So he's educating, and then we actually, so we actually started a company. Yeah. We haven't got it off the ground yet. We, yeah. we haven't had a energy to actually, but maybe now after this conversation, we'll actually refocus on that. But we started, we went through the paperwork. Okay. You got to do like paperwork and stuff yep. like that. Yeah, of course. And um, yeah, we, we actually, so we have the LLC set up. Okay. EYL Health. That's a fact. Oh, so that's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's nuts. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. And listen, I'm, you know what? I, 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 anytime you guys want to sit down and talk, to my man Riddell, like if you know, he can give you the no, ins that. and outs yeah. of like appreciate the it. ins and outs, bro. So like how is that for you? Because that's one of these businesses that, like I said, nobody's thinking about. Yeah. Especially for a rap artist, they probably would that's the last business that they think that you would be involved in. So um how important is that for you to actually even communicate that for just your peers, right? And just other people to know like you could do other stuff in this world. Oh. Outside of just the glitz and glamour, and it's actually probably more profitable yes. than the glitz and the glamour. And stuff. So profitable, <laughs> yeah. like it, it, it really is. And um, I think that's a message that needs to get out there to people, um, you know, and and not just in the sense of the money. It's just like doing good, it, doing good, man. Like doing good, it like really, it 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 does something for you. It does something to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just to, to know that you've, you've helped people in such a way. Um, people need to understand that, like, man, it's not all about rapping or balling or whatever. And you can ball without doing that. And I'm talking about, you know, you can ball. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can ball for real. <laughs> real ball. <laughs> outside of, yeah, outside yeah. of actually balling and outside of actually rapping and, you know, anything else that, you know, people associate with, um, you know, the glitz and the glamour. It's, it's real businesses out here, real businesses out here that you can make real money and really just, you know, be fulfilled doing it. Yeah. Like, Who needs an alarm in the morning 
when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We just met with Magic Johnson. Well, we, we saw him speak, and he said something to the effects of, you can do well and do good at the same time. Yeah. So that fulfillment you're talking about in this space, how does it c- compare to what you're known for when you're putting out music and there's a certain level of fulfillment when people see you? That song changed my life, as opposed to where this service is changing my life. I appreciate both. I appreciate both. There's a kid in me that just, that, that loves rap to the core. Like, that's just like my whole DNA, right? And now that I've been in the game so long, it's like, oh, wait a minute, I'm, 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 I have a whole nother mission, a whole nother marathon that I'm running now. Cause you know, I, I've been in here, I've been in this game this long and, and, and honestly, people aren't even supposed to be in this game this long. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm like, you know, I feel like my class is here to show um, that rap does not have to age out. You know, you can be fresh, you can be good, you can be relevant, you can be influential uh, for as long as you're in it. As long as you stay in it, though. You can't do this from a distance. You got to be in the game to be in the game. You know, uh, I don't reminisce much. I don't, you know, I don't even listen to old my old albums. I don't. I'm making new ones. There will be a day. Well, that, that's why I'm not good with time. I keep saying that, but I'm not. That's because I feel like I'm running a race. Like I'm really running a race. I'm really out here trying to show um, that, you know, 50 years of hip hop is like, you know, we made it, but we're going to be here. Like, you know, you know, my dad was telling me that man, boy, that stuff ain't going to be here. You know, <laughs> these raps and all this, crazy that ain't going to let, this crazy music. <laughs> you know, but it's like, um, we got a point, a point to prove. We got a point to prove. And um, I feel like my particular class is the provers of that point specifically. It's like everybody who is my age, like, yo, you can, you can be hot in this and, 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 and good and competitive with whatever's out. New, young, old, whatever. Grammy nominated twice past five years. Like, whatever. Like, and it's heat. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I want to show that this genre is um, just as viable as any other genre um, as it ages. No, that's ill that you said that. You almost in your own music. That's like me. I never have pictures in, in, in my house because... I grew up in a house where, you know, my mom had a million pictures. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, like you said, it's just, I don't want to go backwards. Mm-hmm. I want to move forward. Like, you know what I mean? And I feel like if I'm looking at too many pictures, yeah, it's going to capture me in that moment of time yeah. and hinder what I'm looking forward to. For sure. But let me ask you this, because we spoke with Ross before. And he said that, you know, as far as his friends, um, he was like, you know, how he looks at friends and family is that he's not going to give anybody money, but he will give them an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And with that opportunity, it's even better because now you're actually able to make money. Like giving somebody money is not sustainable. Right. It put them in a position where they can make money. Now, now that's beneficial for not only them, but to you as well, if you can partner. So it sounds like you're doing this with your friends. So people always say like, you know, be careful doing business with friends. You had success in doing business with friends. So right. 
what's your formula and, and how have you been able to navigate personal friendships and business? Well, I think you, I think everybody involved just has to be passionate and you have to be able to, um, you know, uh, both the both of you have to be able to like understand that this is the mission. And as long as we're on this mission, we, we're going to see it through. I, like, I don't mind losing with my friends. I don't, you know, I like, I win a lot with my friends, but I, I, I lose with them too. Mm. It's fine. Like, you know, it happens, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, um, but you have to have that mindset. And I don't mind losing as long as we both are fighting to the death. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that, is, that doesn't bother me at all. Like, I, I gamble, you know. I've thrown away tons of money <laughs> on a lot of, you know what I'm saying? I've thrown a lot of money, but for me, it's the it's the whole idea of going into it with with people that you care about, and you both know y- y'all both care about each other, and you both are passionate about what it is that you're trying to reach, and knowing that we all giving it our all. Now, you know, like I said, I've I, I've won a lot and we've lost a lot too. But, you know, I, I don't feel any way about the losses. It's do, fine. Do the losses affect the relationship? Never. Because we, we've gone into business with, with friends, and like you said, yeah. all of them don't work. Yeah. The fact that this one works is, is great because everybody can see and there's an impact that, that's there. But what are some of those ventures where it didn't work, and when you look back at it, what were the key factors that, that deterred it from actually being successful? You know, um, I feel like with the music industry, right, um, there are a lot of different opportunities that uh, people are afforded. You know, I, I'm the artist. I afford people a lot of different opportunities within this game. A lot of times people look at the, the perks and they look at the things that they can gain before they look at the work. And that's a problem. Like, you know, you have to be in this game with people who understand the work and the work that must be put in and the, and, and the work it takes to, like, um, taking me to the next level and taking whatever it is that, uh, whatever facet of the game is that they're a part of to the next level to make me shine. Mm. A lot of times people don't, you know, they see what they want. And it, mind you, it's a lot of fast money that comes in this game. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you get the money, you ain't put in half the work. And, <laughs> and, but it's not always going to keep working like that. You know what I'm saying? When I see that, that affects the friendship. That, that could affect the friendship. But again, that's not, a passionate, that's not a passionate person. That's not a person who's passionate about the, the mission. Yeah. I wonder at what point, because the fast money is something that happens, especially as artists. Yeah. And you said that you've, you've blown off a lot of money. At, yeah. at what point did structure come in when it comes to finance and money or discipline come in? Oh, it, it's always um, structure and discipline with money has always been my thing. Well, I feel like that's your past, though, right? Yeah. You have to. Yeah. You like, man. That like, went, yeah. That went before. I ain't never owed nobody. I ain't never owed nobody. <laughs> Same principle. Today, nobody. Ever in life, <laughs> in life. you On know. If, life. If, listen, if I did, I paid. Yeah. They understand. We all like our face card is great, like straight like that, straight Jack. like that, like for real. And um, and again, you know that 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 has a lot to do with um, 
you know, sometimes being in business with your friends. But I never took that for granted. Like everything, everything I've ever done um, involving money was always about structure and being straight and 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 being able to, um, you know, being able to to. to <laughs> I'm trying to put this properly. <laughs> um, being able to um, for people to know that, like, nah, he he's good. Like, he's he's honorable, and and he's respectful to everybody. And I look at the I look at the I look at us as a whole in whatever we're doing. You know what I'm saying? It's not just about me. It's about you know everybody. So let's talk about this. I've heard this before. I want. To, I would like to get your take on it. Maybe explain a little bit more in depth this McDonald's situation. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so you you wrote a song with Justin Timberlake, I believe, and my brother. Okay. Yeah. Both you guys. Yeah. With Justin Timberlake. Yes. And then McDonald's purchased a song for him for six million dollars. I don't know if they purchased it from him for six million dollars. Um, I don't know how that worked on his side. Okay. Mm-hmm. We were asked to write. A jingle, um, a rap. Actually, the rap raps even on YouTube, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, we were asked to write a rap. Um, we were incorporating, you know, I'm loving it. It was repetitive in the raps, well, you, whatever. You knew you was writing it for McDonald's, or yes, oh, okay, for okay. McDonald's. And so it was with the intention it was going to be a commercial. Yes, okay. with the intention it was going to be, you know, a campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were going to run it for six months, whatever. So um, you know, probably. I forget what the number, uh, maybe a million dollars, me and my brother split, something like that. Mm-hmm. Steve Stout brought it, you know, thanks to Steve. And uh, we did it. And that was the theme, that what ended up being the theme for the next 20 years. It, yeah, and it, was a one, it was a, and it was a one and done. That was the most, you know, I tell people like, man, this you got paid one time, one time, right? Yeah. Got paid one time, you know, young, young in the game. Oh man, what? 500 for what? Come on. 500 for a verse. What? A verse? <laughs> Sign me a up. A verse about McDonald's? <laughs> Sign me what? up. Too easy. Come on. <laughs> you know, so um, I tell, I tell people like, you know, young, young in the game, you know, big, one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Uh, the flip side is that, um, you know, fast forward, my manager was um, always getting me to do uh, 
vocals on EDM tracks. And um, one of them happened to be a song with Skrillex, which Arby's ended up using mm-hmm. that song, and I own 40% of that one. Learning experience, you know. So what would you have, you could have explained what you would have done differently. You would have, you would like, have oh, I would have owned. Yeah, I would have owned, yeah, I would have owned the, I would have owned the publishing on the McDonald's one. So that's like, a, it's like, just, it's like commercial, it's like the same as if it was a regular musical yeah. song. Yeah, for you sure. Could, somebody has the publishing, somebody has the masters. Right. So every time that plays, every country it plays in. That's, that's, you get a Come percentage. on, shoot me. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. We don't think about the past. We, we don't think about the past. Remember <laughs> the time yeah, thing? Yeah. <laughs> you so, know. So the RBC, obviously you go in with the advantage of knowing that. Yeah, yeah, and for stru- sure. And so we structure the deal differently. Yeah. Uh, how, how, did, how did they uh, view it, right? Because I'm, I'm sure... The Arby side, right? Because if, oh. you're, if you're coming into it, you know the snobs. They're probably thinking that maybe he's another guy, another artist. We're trying to get the same deal. Well, no. That's, that is what... That deal gets made in making the song. It wasn't an Arby song first. Oh, gotcha. So at the time, my manager, Stephen Victor, he was, he, was, he was really smart for this. He knew that, um, that commercials were looking for... EDM, up-tempo, just that type of driving energy in commercials, right? And those artists were looking for rappers to... Nobody really wanted to rap over those beats. Mm. So um, he was like, yo, listen, we need to like sort of corner this real quick. Just trust me. And he would send me these songs, and I'd be like, man, I I don't... want to do the song, bro. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> and he'd be like, no, listen, trust. He'd be like, we're doing something different, please. Just don't argue with me. Just, just do the records. I do the records, and I'm doing them. And I'm, you know, and then, like, you know, I'm seeing the records be synced in different, you know, just different areas, different capacities. Movies, you know, the trailer of a movie is like, you know, the trailer of a movie is always what? That driving, pulsing, but, you know, whether my vocals, whether you hear my vocals on it or not, you said that's my song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's whatever we negotiate. And, and that was the thing. Because rappers wouldn't do those records, he was really aggressive with the, nah, we need, we need 50 of that. We need 40 of that. I, I need 40% of you're that. You're not going to find somebody else to do it. I, I need it. And you're not going to get him? We need it. Oh, keep it up front. Just, don't worry about it. Just give me that. And it just turned into a, it turned into a business. And then... Arby's came and used that song. Gotcha. And they used the, I think it's like a guitar strum for mm. the song. I, I, my vocal didn't even own it. Yeah. At all. On the commercial. <laughs> at all. But you, but you still get paid. It's mine. It's, <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> so um, we hear a lot about publishing lately. Puff gave the artists back their publishing. What's more important, publishing or masters? Because you, ha- you could own your masters and not have publishing, right? And vice versa? Um... Yeah, I think I think to own no, you can. Your publishing is you, like you. That's the composition of the yeah, song. Yeah, that's you, and the you wrote is that. Like the yeah. ownership of that is the ownership. Okay. Okay. So, you know, if you're in a situation where you can actually own your masters, you should definitely get into that. I mean, I, I feel like everybody should own their publishing. Like, if you, you know, you're writing it, you're doing it, like that. Don't give that away. You can own your publishing without owning your masters. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's kind of like a, 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 a catch. 
you know, it depends on what side of the table you're sitting on. Right. Like that's, if, that's my next if question. If you're, if you're a record label. Because now you you're a label like, owner, right? Yeah. So. Label owner and you and you putting in all this money and so on and so forth on and taking the risk. You may look at it as, um, man, I need to, you know, pad my bet the best way I can. Um, you know, I've had very successful managers who've, who've ran labels, um, independent labels. Tony Draper was my from Suave House, mm -hmm. he gave me the flip side of the owner's perspective. The, the owner's perspective. Whereas, you know, if I was just out here, an artist, and um, if I was just out here as an artist, and you know, listening to the stories of everybody, I may, I may, you know, just be on that type of time. But I do know both sides, and I do understand both sides. So we're moving into a space where publishing the masters is still a conversation. But artificial intelligence is a conversation as well. Yeah. And so there might be a point where there's somebody or something that's created your voice, which to this day can't really be copyrighted. The melody can be. Right. What's your thoughts on that? Man, I'm, I'm you know, um, I think it's cheap. And I don't like it. Um, I'm not into, you know, like, if, 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 if there's a song and somebody's saying something great, I want to know who that person is. I want to know about that individual. I want to know that it's real. Um, I'm not really into the whole idea of somebody mimicking something that I'm doing or somebody who's dead, you know. I've heard a couple of these things, yeah. like you know what I'm saying. It's like, nah, man, don't, 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 don't cheapen the legacy, don't cheapen the legacy like that. So I'm not into it, no. Well, one more last question about this Arby's thing. What made you do this this record against McDonald's? It's oh. actually it's actually a good record. Yeah. So what inspired you? So listen. So 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 knowing the story because I've I've always been very open and honest about how that was a very big mistake. I go talk at um, colleges and, you know, all type of stuff, and, and, you know, it comes up. So they had somebody who was on their marketing team who was very tapped in, who was like, man, this is what we should do. And he brought up, um, he brought up, he brought the idea of a disc record, so on and so forth. They shoot him, shoot him away, you know, two, three times. Like, no, I'm telling you, this ain't it. Get out of here. The higher-ups at RB. Yeah, the higher-ups. Man, I don't know, you know, what made them change their mind or, you know, how persistent he was. But um, he came up with the idea and it was a total success. Total success. I mean, man, I don't even have the stats, but the stats on the impressions, yeah. everything, it was, it was like out of this world. Trending. Sure. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. They were calling like, man, we could not have paid for this level of marketing <laughs> in no way, shape, or form. Like, we could have never paid for this. But, you know, just somebody who's tapped in, man, tapped into the culture, tapped into hip-hop, tapped into the culture of hip-hop, knowing what, what I mean to battle in at this particular time and, you know, just everything that was going on surrounding me, mm -hmm. knowing the history of me with the other franchise their own issues that they, you know, not even issue, but their own... Competition. Competition. You know what I'm saying? So, uh... Um, was that the first ever battle rap against a corporation? Yep. For me. 
and I'm just saying just anybody. Oh, in general, I, yeah, I, 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 don't, I, don't I don't remember, remember anything. anything. I, I know people have diss companies and raps, yeah. but I don't know any <laughs> yeah. song dedicated to Nah. But, you know, and, and I, look at, I look at these type of opportunities as, um, again, you know, look at it. We're, we're celebrating the 50 years, like people saying we weren't going to be here this long, people not knowing how viable hip-hop is. These are all things that, you know, you know, I'm, I'm checking off boxes, man. I'm checking off boxes, not for myself, though, just for the, for the genre and for the subgenre of, like, street hip-hop. Like, you know, you know how long I've heard, like, my content? Yeah, man, your content. Ugh, you got to change your content. <laughs> you got to do this. You, gotta, you know, it's like, you know, every time I hear that shit, I'm just like. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well. That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Does that ever does that ever affect you though? No, hell no. You never, never buzz on it. Never. Well, you never. I mean, well, obviously, never, you never buzz on it. No, but I'm just saying. Sometimes <laughs> when you hear something, subconsciously you start to. No. 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 I tell everybody they're wrong, and <laughs> and, and the ones who told me this before, they come back and be like, I was wrong. And, yeah. you know, and that's what it is. Like, they're, they're, you know, it, it's, you know, this to me and what it is that I do in, in music is the most credible. It comes from the purest place. This is hip-hop started in the street. This is what this is. Yeah. And so I don't think you can censor the content of it. Is, is it more gratifying having this happen at the... I guess not the later at this point in your career, yeah. right? To see the last two albums be Grammy nominated with all the talk, with all you need to change is kind of, but no, it's being appreciated and acknowledged at a different level at this. One thousand percent. It's so good to like, to um, you know, to be able to be competitive with, you know, through through different eras. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been through. A few different Whoa, eras. It was on a lunch table. Wasn't yeah, it? <laughs> like, come on. It's, it's, it's been different eras, different trends, different fads, a lot of which I like. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like, I, I love, you know, hearing some of the music that I'm up against. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, or the trends that I'll never do. I'm like, damn, man. You know, <laughs> it's not me, but, but I enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's good for me to see that you know what, it's almost dry can still stand next to that. Or, you know, Daytona can still stand next to that. Yeah. It's for you. Oh, Daytona. Oh, yeah. For you. Yeah. So, you, yeah. <laughs> so you, you started your own label. Yes, yes. So talk about that. Um, I started Airwave Music, Airway Music Group. Um, it's uh, based in Virginia. It is basically, uh, I am trying to find breakout artists for, from the area, but at the same time, create the infrastructure so that those artists can like understand and 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 understand what what um, fanfare and, and and stardom is locally in, in Virginia. Yeah, locally without having to go to New York. Yeah, and LA. exactly. Um, I feel like 
that's the one thing that all of us, when you talk about this, the, the talent pool that comes out of Virginia, uh, whether it's Clips, whether it's Pharrell, Missy, Timberland, you know, Trey, Songs, Chris Brown, Chris Brown, all the producers you can name from Notch to Vink to, you know, everybody, we all had to leave, mm. you know? We all had to leave. You never could, um, you know, we sit back, I sit back and I watch these artists in different regions and they have, um, you know, they have these. Um, like these, Houston. Yeah, Houston. Like their own yeah, Houston, sound. And Memphis. They, yeah, they have their own sound. They have their own infrastructure. But they even come into the game with a story like, you know, and, and that story permeates through different cities or whatever. And we never get to have that because we don't get to build out that. We, you know, you never hear about the, oh, he turned down the deal. You know, he's, he was already getting <laughs> yeah, 10,000 show because he was so lit, lit you know, <laughs> in his region or whatever the case may be. We haven't really built that infrastructure to build that. So um, more importantly, outside of the artist side of the label, that's my main goal. Like, if, if, I, can, if I can do that and, 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 and cancel the label, um, as long as that infrastructure is built, we've done something. We've done something to give to the next ones coming up. So is that like kind of the vision to create events around that? So I know like Pharrell has his event. I know you're doing the block parties. Mm-hmm. Rather than going somewhere, this becomes a place. Right. It's almost like in Jamaica where it's a sound class. Yeah. Everybody comes and every year the best artists are going to come and they're going to create historic moments at that sound class. Right. Is that the vision? Right. Well, you know, when, when you mention um, something in the water and you mention the block parties and things like that, you know, people come in from all over and they need to leave with something from the area. They need to, like, how I would, you know, I used to go to wherever, Atlanta, whatever, and I, could, I can go to Atlanta, I can stay for a weekend, I can go outside, clubs, parties, whatever the case may be. When I go back to Virginia, I can tell you, like, oh, man, yo, this record was ringing off out there. Right, right. Or this artist, was he was going crazy. Like, he was pulling up, you know, I could go back with those stories. You know, we just haven't established. Um, we now have those events. Um, but, you know, it, it's bigger than the events. It's the whole infrastructure that has to be built. So what does the future look like for you? You got the medical business, you got the clothing business, you got the music popping off. Like, what's in your plans for, for, for next year and the years to come? How Man. do you see yourself growing? I would say... Um, you know, on, on the retail side, um, there, there will be a, a three-floor um, cream in Virginia Beach that now that, um, you know, we have all of the brands and, you know, just so many that we can, we can bring all of that energy back to our hometown and, um, and you know, give people that, that shopping experience. Um, Musically, man, I'm touring. You know what I'm doing. I'm touring. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing these verses. We're getting busy. <laughs> Things are at stake. Um, the world is watching. Um, you know, I'm super happy and proud of everything that's been, that's been going on as of late. Um, again, we're back to, the, back to the notion of working with my friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In, in any capacity, you know, whether we talking Brock here at Cream, whether we talking... Pharrell and LV, um, you know, working with them, 
seeing them perform at the highest level, reaching goals, breaking the goals, breaking the ceiling, and just just staying competitive, man. Like this this is what it's about. This is this is this is what it's about, man. Like even 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 competitively between you know us, like in some capacity, it's like you know we all boxing. You know what I'm saying? We're all boxing. Well, my brother, thank you for the hospitality. <laughs> we'll see you in Paris next time. <laughs> right. I'm sure. We will be there. Or, or perhaps will. London. Either or. London Either too. Or. We, let's, let, listen, let, let's make a week of it. <laughs> <laughs> take, take London. You know what I want? All right. Take London, <laughs> yes. Oh, we got a residency. <laughs> we got a residency there. <laughs> oh, that's Appreciate a fact. This is a fast financial fact sponsored by Xfinity. This week's fact. Estate planning, creating a will, setting up trust, and designing beneficiaries for your assets are essential. For example, you can establish a trust that holds the life insurance payout and designates a trustee to manage the funds on behalf of your children until they reach a certain age or achieve specific milestones such as graduating from college. Assets over liabilities is presented by Xfinity. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.